It's a blessing being back on season by the word this week. We pray you hear something from God this week. Gonna preach to you on Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 18 today about following Jesus. Jesus had just got done telling people to repent that the kingdom of God was at hand. And then he went on the Sea of Galilee and he met Andrew and Andrew and Simon Peter there fishing. And he told them to lay their nets down and follow him and he would make them fishers of men. And you know what? Then he walked a little further and they was James and John, the son of Zebedee, fishing and he told them the same. And they even immediately laid their nets down and followed him. I'm going to preach to you about following Jesus today. These people, they dropped everything they was doing to follow Jesus and to lead people to Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior today, my advice to you is to give your sins to God today, cry out to Him, and follow Him today. You know what? They was people that told Jesus, I'll follow you to the end. But you know what? They quit on him. You know what? He wanted people to be fishers of man. You know what? He wanted people to be sold out to him, Jesus did. He wanted people to repent. You know, repentance means when you lay your sins down and you pick them up no more. That you don't do that sin no more. Because the kingdom of God is a hand. There's a heaven to gang and a hell to shine today. And we're going to meet Jesus one day. And he, he going to say, what did you do with me? What did you do with the blood I shed for you? What did you do with what I done at Cadbury for you? And you know what? Did you lay everything down for me and follow me? These people followed him. They laid everything down. They wanted to follow him. They wanted to be fishers of man. You know, people want everything of this world today. But you know, they don't want as much of Jesus. If you want Jesus today and you're a Christian, if you really want him in your life, there's a sacrifice you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to lay some things down for him. You're going to have to pick your Bible up and read it every day daily or listen to it. You're going to have to pray daily and listen to the Lord and see what he speaks to you. And if he tells you to do something, you're going to have to do it for his glory. They was willing to lay what they was doing down. They do what God had called them to do. The power of Jesus. Are you willing to stop everything today if you had to? If God spoke to you and told you to set everything down? If God spoke to you and told you, go see and go see so and so today and be a witness to them. I heard a story this past week. This woman went to a restaurant. The person that waited on her had a different lifestyle. The woman that was in the car was getting her food, was born again Christian, and the person was different. So you know what? They told her to drive them up, and they bring her food to her. And you know what? She decided that she'd give the person a tip. And you know what? she gave them some money, but the best tip that she gave them was prayer that day. You know what? Prayer changes things today. You know... 
when you start your church up, don't start your church up with a one to two minute prayer. Start start your church up with at least a ten minute prayer. I listened to a tent revival Friday night. So many people got saved, praise God. But you know what? They prayed for two hours that morning. Prayer meeting. That night they prayed for 15 minutes on the altar before they started church. You know what? We used to have prayer meetings in our churches. We used to have prayer before the church services started. Men's prayer meeting, women's prayer meeting. You know what? We need to get back to the basis. The basis is praying. The basis is the Lord having His way. The basis is following Jesus. The basis ain't having big music, big singing, preaching, and all that, and so on. The basis is having a move of God. The preacher got up Friday night and said, If you come here to hear a sermon... You come for the wrong reason. If you come for singing, you come for the wrong reason. But he said, if you call, if you came here this evening to see a move of God and hear from God, you hear for the right reason. What is the reason you go to church today? I pray you go to serve God. I pray that your motivation is because you love God. I pray that because you want to hear something from God. That's the reason I go to church, because I love God. And I want to hear from Him today. And I want to follow Him. You know what? These four men was willing to follow Jesus. They become fishermen. You know what? A man. A man. You know what? I love fish. They good to eat, and so on. But you know what? I love when somebody comes to know Jesus Christ Savior. And you don't know, it might be your last opportunity. There was a man saved at church last Sunday night when we were recording this. He come back on Wednesday night, got up and testified. Saturday morning he was supposed to get baptized today on Sunday. On Saturday he went home to be with Jesus. But you know what? He took advantage of the opportunity that God gave him. You know what? You might be listening to this today, and it might be the last opportunity that you ever hear about Jesus. And I want to tell you to repent that the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus told them in verse 17. And if you're a Christian, I want to tell you this today. Go be fishers of man. You know what? It's time that we lead people to Jesus. It's time we've been witness to people. It's time we shine a light to people because Jesus is coming back in, in the great coming away, which is the rapture, or, or day we're going to meet Jesus, and you are too. And are you going to stand for God and Him say, Well done, you was favorable a few things, I'll make you river over many? Or, he, or is He going to have to say, Depart from me. I never did know you. Your work is a nickname. You know where you are of Jesus today. I don't know where you are of Jesus. I know the Bible says, Work out young salvation with fear and trembling. You're the only person that really knows where you are of Jesus if you have a relationship with Jesus. That's how it matters today is we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we get saved by His grace, our sins are being thrown as far as the east is from the west. 
We want, want to do the sins that we used to do. We want to be in his presence. We want to go to his house, to the Lord's house. You know what? I live in a house here. The Lord's here today. We, we're recording a sermon, praise God. But you know what? I love going to the church house and being my brothers and sisters in the Lord. The Bible says how we know we're saved is we love our brethren. You know what? If we love our brethren today, we want to be with them. You know what? If you love somebody, you want to be with them from time to time. You won't want to go two years, a year and a half, a year, being about the brethren. You want to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You have a longing to be with them. When they ask you to come back to church, you won't say, well, I ain't coming to preacher this, to preacher that, son school this, son school that, car this, car that. You won't have no excuse. You'll say, I really miss church, and I've been there this week. Eternity is real today. Heaven or hell today. Do you love your brethren? Do you love Jesus? Are you, are you following Jesus? Are you walking after him? You either lost today and you're dying and going to hell, or you're saved by his grace and you're following him today. Are you fishers of man? He wants us to be fishers of him. You know what? At Binghamtown Baptist Church at Sunday School, they used to have a fishing program where when somebody got saved, people had been praying for them. They'd write their name on fish and hang it on the wall. You know, it's time that we get back to the ministry God has us to do. And you know what? We need young people in the church. I've always heard that the young people are the church of tomorrow and the church of the day. Well, we might have some young people today, but we don't have many. If you ask me, I hate to say it today, I'm just being honest with you. There's very few young people, and there ain't no church of tomorrow. You know what? If we're going to have a church of tomorrow, we're going to ha- have more young people than we got today. If we're going to have a church of tomorrow the way God would have us to, we're going to have to start leading people to Jesus. Young people, middle-aged people that have carried the church on. You ain't always going to be here, unfortunately. You ain't always going to be here to do the work in the church. I talked to a man yesterday. His wife's been sick. They ain't got to go to Sunday church for a year and a half. They ain't got to be involved in church because his wife's been sick. None of man and woman ain't got to be involved in church for two years. Because they've been sick with cancer. And you know what? The church needs people to step up and do the work that they call to do. You know, it's hard to get people involved in even going to church anymore. At least involved in doing something besides church. Like witnessing the people. And how can I ask somebody to come to know Jesus Christ as Savior? If I ain't living right, uh, they might say, you, you tell somebody you need Jesus. Can I lead you Jesus? They might say, these people ain't going to church. They might say, well, where are you going to church at? Now, I want to come to your church sometime. 
well, I ain't been going to church in a year and a half, two years because of this or that. That's a real witness to people. And so, um, you know what? We need a testimony of how much we love Jesus. We need to be able to say, I go here to church. I go there to church. That man that died, somebody invited him to church. Somebody invited him to Jesus. Somebody showed him Jesus. You don't know how important it is that you do what God have you do. There's somebody's life uh, riding on what you do for Jesus. There's somebody's life riding on if you tell somebody about Jesus. There's somebody's life even riding on if you show up at church when you're supposed to be there. You know what? You have a duty to the Lord. You have a place of duty. You have a thing that God would have you do. You know what? It's important that you show up for the house of God. It's important that you show up to praise Him. It's important that you show up to amen the preacher. It's important that you do the little things that God's called you to do. It takes every one of us to do the work that God would have us to do together. You know what? One, one can do a little. Two can do a lot. But if you get a lot of people together for the glory of God, you see, you can see the glory of God come down. This revival church service had a hundred preachers that hit Sunday, Friday night. They was wanting to hear from God. They was wanting people saved. And God done it because they came together as one. Because they had worked for a year to get people there. And you know what? Jesus showed up and Jesus showed out. But you know what we need today? We need some fishermen of Jesus. We need some people to elite people of Jesus. And you know what? If we ain't trained by Jesus, if we ain't prayed up, if we ain't studied up in the Bible, we won't be able to lead nobody to Jesus. We won't tell them, won't be able to tell them what the Roman road says. We won't be able to tell them that Jesus saved them by his grace. We won't be able to tell them that Jesus make them a new creature in Christ because we won't even know what the Bible says. We're just being able to tell them, you need Jesus. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, everybody needs Jesus. But how do you get to Jesus? Can you tell somebody how to get to Jesus today? Are you a witness for Jesus today? Are you prayed up? Have you got a nothing on your life that you can tell somebody about Jesus and lead somebody to Jesus? You know what? They used to do door-to-door ministry inviting people to church. I used to go to Littleton Baptist Church. They used to have a ministry once a month. Littleton, Littleton Cares. They used to take food around to people and, and give it to them a good meal and tell them about Jesus and give them a pamphlet of track of how to get saved and, and where the church was and when the church services was open. You know what? We need to show people that we care about them. You know what? Then people would go, go sit down with people for 30 minutes at a time and talk to them and then they would pray with them. Used to have a once a year Christmas ministry where they would take fruit, fruit baskets to the widows and orphans. 
and talk to him for 30 minutes and pray with him. You know what? It's easy to just take food to somebody and drop it down or say, here, I brought you some food. But are you going to take time out with them to show them Jesus and love on them and tell them, tell them you care and show them you care? You know what? This woman, this restaurant I told you about, she could have just got her food and went on. She could have not told the man about Jesus. She could have not showed the man Jesus. But she wanted to be a witness for Christ. You know what? I believe that man will get saved. You know why? Because she sowed a seed. I believe it's time that we sow the seed of Jesus Christ in people's life. The Bible says if we sow the seed, it'll come up. You know what? Seeds are going to come up. They either gonna come up righteous or they're gonna have corruption because you've been sowing corrupt seeds in your life in people's lives. I wanna sow seeds of Jesus in people's lives. I wanna learn people about Jesus. I wanna teach people about Jesus. And you know what? People's having Sunday school now. And you need to go learn about Jesus. What the Word of God says. You know what? It's time that we learn what God would have us to learn about. It's time that we learn other people about Jesus. You know what? They used to have cottage prayer meetings. I talked to a man this past week. He was telling me before COVID, him and four friends of him had cottage prayer meeting at their houses every week for, for revival. And he said, then COVID came and we couldn't do it. And he said, we feel like that, that revival, it's time to do it now. You know what? It's time that we get out and be fishermen of Jesus. If last year didn't learn you that you could be shut down at a split second, if it didn't teach you that people could leave here in a split second, if it didn't teach you that the world could change overnight, no, they, they no hope for you, just to be honest with you. And unfortunately, you know what most Christian people done last year when the battle got hot? They ran. You know what? They wouldn't go back to church. They've still not been back to church. They ran got when the battle got hot. You know what the Bible says? That when the battle gets hot, that we're supposed to stand. Jesus, when he was on the cross... It was hard there that day. He was in pain. He went through everything that we go through. But he done it because he loves us. And there's a price to pay to serve God today. He said to serve him of your whole heart, soul, mind, strength. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said, love your neighbor as myself, as yourself. You know what? Ain't many people loving their neighbor as their self today. They more hatred in this country than they was before COVID. It was bad before COVID. It was bad during COVID. But it's worse now. And I'm a God can change this hate in this country. I'm a God can turn things around. But you know what? It's gonna take us being fishers in Christ. It's gonna take us leading people to Jesus. If people get saved, they'll love people today. If you if you have hate in your life, I'm just going to tell you the truth today. You don't love God, and you need to go back to the altar. You need to go back to the cross.
You know what? God is love today. When's the last time you went fishing for a soul? When's the last time you prayed, prayed, prayed without ceasing that somebody gets saved? I went to a baptizing this morning. This boy got saved at his house. You know what? He started reading the Bible and wanting his parents and grandparents to go to church with him. You know what? They all going to them. You know what? When we get saved, if we really walk in the Lord, we'll be an example of somebody else. We'll get somebody to go with us. Andrew and Simon Peter was two. James and John, the son of Septi, was two. You know what? They power in two today. If you if you going to witness somebody, you take somebody with you and just sit there and tell them about Jesus. That way when you get done talking, the other person can talk. When you get done praying, the other person can pray. And that way that they won't have no time to tell you why they can't find Jesus. They won't ta- have no time to tell you why they can't serve God. They won't have no time to tell you why they can't go to church. Because when you get done talking, the other person will speak up and, and say something else. You know what? Smother them in the love of God. Smother them in Jesus. Smother them in kindness of God. The Bible says God is peace. God is love. God is gentle. gentle. God is peace, kindness. Long-suffering. I'm glad we serve a God that is long-suffering with us. And you know what? Us as Christians need to be long-suffering people. You know what? When we go witness somebody the first time, they might not get saved that first time. But we had to keep on keeping on. We had to keep praying. Never forget, it took me six years of praying for this little girl to get her to get saved. Never forget, I have a cousin. She's saved today. Year after year after praying. Years after showing her Jesus. But she got it. You know what she does now? She reads her Bible. She wants to be like Christ. You know what? When you get saved by the grace of God, you want to be like Christ. You won't want to fail God. You want to please the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the Great I Am. If it don't bother you when you do something wrong, that means that condemner has left you. And you need to really cry out to God because you ain't where you need to be. You know what? When we worthy, we need to be with God. When we do something we shouldn't do, there'll be a condemner there that uh, convict our hearts. And we'll know when we didn't please God. And we'll cry out to Him. You know what? We need some more people that have preached the truth, which is the Bible to people. That I stand up against sin. That I call sin out. That I call sin, sin. You know what? We got big churches today. We got big time preaching today. But we got very few people that stand up and call sin, sin today. We got very few preachers 
They'll preach against sin today. They'll preach on everything except sin. They won't tell you to repent that the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. Repent that the kingdom of God is at hand. I come here today to tell you to repent today that the kingdom of God is at hand. I come here today to tell you to be a follower of Christ. I come here to tell you to be a fisher man today. I come here to tell you to do whatever it takes to lead somebody to Christ. And when they really get saved, there'll be a difference made in their lives. He's a difference-making person today. I'm thankful that he made a difference in my life one day. And you know what? He has no respect to person. What he'll do for me, he'll do for you. He wants to save you today if you're lost. He wants to come into your life. And you know what? God loves you. I love you. I'll take time out and pray with you. My phone number is 606-598-4042. My address is 332 Stevens Road, Manchester, Kentucky 4962. You can get up with me on Facebook, Jason Root. I'll do my best to show you Jesus. I'll do my best to tell you in the Bible where it says that you better be born again. You know what? Baptism's good. I went to a baptism this morning. But the main thing is being born again. I had a conversation with somebody a day that said you had to be baptized to make it to heaven. They don't remember that in the Bible that it says that deep on the cross asked Jesus Christ in his life. He was not baptized, but he was born again. You know what? You need to be born again today. You need to be a follower of Christ. You need to preach the real truth of the Bible. I, I, I'm not that good a minister. You know what? The Bible tells us being humble when we think we're something or nothing. But I do my best every week to tell you what God would have me tell you. You know what? I've quoted these Bible verses to you today. Because that's what God had me do. If they ain't Bible backing up what we're preaching, we're preaching the wrong thing. In Corinthians, it tells you that Jesus will throw your sins as far as the east is from the west, being remembered no more. They'll never be remembered again. They'll never be brought up by Jesus again. Tell you they might be brought up by man. But you won't have to worry about, about them being brought up in heaven. Heaven's what matters today. There's an eternal time coming. Heaven's coming. Hell's coming for you too if you're lost. Get saved while you can today. There'll come a day that you won't be able to get saved. There'll come a day when you'll leave this world. And you know what? You'll be known by the fruit that you burned. That's what you'll be known by. You'll be known if you had a testimony of Jesus. You'll be known if you live for Christ. You know what? You either living for Christ today and you have a testimony of Christ today, or you living as a sinner today and you have a testimony of a sinner today. And you know what? God's going to call you home someday. And all that matters when we stand for the Lord. Has the blood been applied? You know what? The blood of Jesus. Not the blood of goats. Not the blood of animals. 
But the blood of Jesus, has it been applied to your sins? Has it washed your sins as white as snow? And are you doing your best as a born-again Christian to lead people to Christ? Are you witnessing the people? Are you being long-suffering people? Are you being kind to people? Church bought these people food that the man died. He wasn't even a church member. But you know what? That's what God wanted them to do. You know what? We need to be kind to one another. We need to love one another. We need to uplift one another. We need to glorify Christ. We need to pray for one another. Prayer changes things. That woman's husband went home to be God. I'm sure she prayed and prayed for him. He was an ancient prayer. He got saved. She didn't know he was going to die. He didn't know he was going to die that day, but God knowed. And God gave him an opportunity to go to the house of God. And he done something with that opportunity. He went up and prayed at the altar and gave his life to Jesus Christ. What are you doing with the opportunities that God's given you as a lost person and as a Christian too? We have opportunities every day to be born again, live for Christ. We have opportunities to witness to people, to minister to people, to love on people. What are we doing with the opportunities that Jesus has given us? When God opens the door, we need to go through it and do what God would have us do with the opportunity that we have while we're there. You know what? Years ago, I went into a restaurant. There was a ball player there. So and so, when we went back to be, it said, Did you get your picture with the man? I said, No. I said, Is so and so in there? I said, I'm going in there and get my picture. I went in there to take my picture with the man. But Jesus got on me so strong as a minister. I prayed with him. And you know what? He gave his life to Jesus Christ. You know what? You can pray with people wherever you are today. If it's at Walmart, if it's a shopping center, if it's at a restaurant, you can take advantage of the opportunity God gives you as a Christian. You can be saved wherever you are today. If it's in your vehicle, if it's in your house, if it's in a church house, God is everywhere today, praise God. God saves people everywhere today, thank God. And I, I'm thankful he still saves. Till next week, God bless you. Hope we we'll see you sometime later. Hey, Google. Stop. Stop. The time is 7.44.